The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch for reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let brb homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, one, two, three, four, five. Just do a little test. Hello, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking the piss out of me. No, I just love the way you did it. I was good. You can tell you, you can tell you've done it before. I can tell you're good with this. Fabu D, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I I know you as Fabu D, but lately you're changed to the Black Paddy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Fabu D and the Black Paddy. Yeah. So it's it's great. It's been great. Where did the Black Paddy come from? So the Black Paddy came from the lockdown. Came from the lockdown when um, the lockdown happened. Basically, it's it was it was it was tough. I went through a little bit of confusion. It was like a shock. Like, oh my god, what what's gonna happen now? Because what I do is always I do stand up comedy. I do like kids disco. These are where I make my income from. Let's come right back to the start, okay? And I hate asking this question, and I'm sure you hate um, being asked this question. But when did you first come to Ireland? I came to Ireland 2005, four, I think. And where right. where did you come from? Nigeria, originally Nigeria. So how did you end up in Ireland then? Tell us that story. So basically, um, I, my parents, my family, um, my dad passed away. And um, he said, uh, like, my mom was like basically worried about my life, how it's going to turn up, grown up, you know. She doesn't want me to end up in the street as a criminal or, you know, it's a very strong country and we're not, we're not poor. We're well off in a way, kind of. So she was like, I, you're going to go to England and live in England. And I traveled, but I came into Ireland. I was like, 
well, I don't think this is England. This is different. He didn't, he didn't tell me. I don't know. I thought this is England. She goes, oh, Ireland is London. I said, ma, this is literally, they don't like the English just like us down there. This is a different zone. This place, they don't. And she was like, oh, no, really? So I, I didn't understand the Irish accent as well. When people were speaking to me the first time, I was like, what is that? Because I, I was walking through the streets. And I was like, all right, what's the story? I'm like, do you want me to tell you a story? Or I don't know what. It, it was really hard for me to understand. And fast forward years, like maybe 10 years to come, I don't know how it happened. I started like speaking like the Irish now. Like, all right, what's the story? What's the crack? So yeah, I'm actually originally from Nigeria. I've been living here now for 20 years. So how did, how did your mom came with you? No, she didn't. She sent you on your own? Just me. And what age were you? 14. And how did that come about? Like, How did she so, just say, here, head off? You had, and had you anyone to receive you on this end? So basically, I have, um, I have like um, a family, a family that lives here in Ireland. And my mom was like, you know what? Why don't you go down to Ireland and I'm going to meet you in Ireland? That's the story she said to me. I'm going to meet you in Ireland. And she, I came here, and um, when I came here, I went to stay. With, and my auntie picked me up. Okay. And um, I was like, so what story is my coming? She goes, yeah, yeah, she's coming down to see you. It's all right, she's coming down. Fast forward 10 years, she didn't. Guess when she came? When? Last month. Wow. Last month was the first time you've seen your mom in 10 years? Yeah, last month. It was the most happiest day of my life. It was great. Man, nothing, man. I used to, don't get me wrong, I on FaceTime, we talk on FaceTime, but for, to see her in the flesh, it was amazing, it was a great feeling. It was the best feeling in the world. What age is your mom? Oh my God, 50, probably 59. So yeah. she's young? Oh, if she hear that, she'll be dancing. She'll be like, oh my yeah, God, did she call me young? She's young, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she'll be all right. Yeah. That was tough. And what was it like at 14 coming to Ireland on your own? It was then? tough. Were you close to your mom? I was really close. I was a mom, mommy's boy. I'm the first son. I'm mommy's boy. Um, it was tough, but I've always been very independent since I was a kid. I've always been that black sheep in the family. I've always been that different kid. So, so did you start going to school then in Ireland? Yeah, I went to. I went. I started from Torjer. Had you English? Had you much English? No. Oh my god, my English was so bad when I came here. I couldn't speak properly. It was just like a weird kind of like it was a weird English. Yeah. What was that like going into school at fourteen with no English? So it no. was kind of like it was. It was. It was. It was. It wasn't what I was expecting it to be. I was really worried about people not understanding me. But to be honest with you, when I went to school, they were the most friendliest people in the world. They were so helpful. They were teaching me how to pronounce words. They were laughing at me. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I, I pronounce some certain things. Yeah. And they were like, okay. They were like, they call me David in school. They call me Black David. It's so funny, right? They call me So they were like, David, can you pronounce the word calendar? I'm like, calendar. <laughs> calendar. And they were all laughing. Like, oh my God. It was, so, it was cute. But you weren't offended by that? No, because, man, they were laughing their head off when I say some certain things. They found me so funny. They laughed at me. I was like a little hero. I was the only black guy in my school. Okay. You know, it's it was just great. It was really cool. Um, it was easy. I had a best friend then called Barry. Barry was a guy I always go out with all the time. He was teaching me English. Um, yeah, so I learned, I learned a lot from him as well, you know, learning English too. And then how did you start getting into comedy or where did this come from that you wanted to, to do go down this road? Oh my God, don't get me started. So it's cringy, like, it's not even like, wow, wow. So, oh God, whenever I tell the story to people, I just don't like saying it. But anyway, look, listen, right. The Fabidi, the name Fabidi came from me trying to want to be a rapper. Okay. 
Yeah, that's pretty. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I have videos on YouTube years ago, and I was uh, it's the most cringiest video. Like literally, it's me trying. I was I was, I'm, I was literally like, oh baby, and literally, me mouth was like, oh you're a great singer. God. <laughs> oh no, I, I still I still give her to her, but telling me I was great, I was shy. Literally, it was funny, but I enjoyed it because whenever I'm in the studio singing. All the boys, producers, do be laughing their head off because I always make them laugh even when I'm in the studio. And I I think they've always wanted to say I'm a shit, but they did not say it. But just the fact they discover, oh, actually, it's funny. Let's tell them now. They were like, oh, you know what? Why don't you just come in this time? Were you paying them to record these songs? No, it was no. it was in the, it was a youth center in Blanchestown, so okay. it was free of charge. You know? Yeah, well, I suppose they didn't want to they didn't want to quench your enthusiasm. Yeah, you know that kind there of was way. something inside. Yeah, they just didn't know what it they was. What it was, yeah. and and when they said comedy, I, when they said to me to do comedy stand up, I I I wasn't surprised because in school I was funny. Like okay. literally, I walk into class, people laugh. I was. I have ADHD, so like I love attention. So people just kind of like I do some crazy things in school. I go, I go, I can walk into the class and start dancing in front of everyone and just walk to my chair. I'm yeah. weird like that, yeah. So people loved me. I was that kind of like outgoing kid and stuff like that. So comedy was was just natural with me. I didn't really think of it as an occupation. I think I don't. I don't know if people actually literally go and learn it and learn comedy. You just have to do it naturally yourself. I guess. So. And uh, yeah. they were like, "Oh, you should do comedy stand up." I was like, "Fair enough. I do it. Where do you do it?" And I went to the, I, I, no, actually, I didn't go anywhere to do it, to be honest with you. So what I did was I went to um, a place in Henry Street and I bought this little speaker, little small speaker, and I had a mic. And I was in the middle of town. I was trying to tell jokes. People were like, walking by. Some of them were like, people were laughing and stuff like that. There was a guy called Tony. Tony walked by. He stood. He's a little guy. Just stand there. He was, he was giving me anxiety because he just stood there and just looking into my eyes. I'm like, okay, so... <laughs> You must want to hear some jokes then, yeah. And you just looked it right into my eyes. So I was like, come here. So what you call, why Why are black people so tall? And he looked at me dead in the eye. <laughs> and I goes, because the knee grows. And he kept, and, just, and he laughed, right? He laughed, right? This was, this was years ago. Because this was, this was, it wasn't like I made that joke up then. I read that joke because I don't know English. I have to read out English, English jokes and stuff like that. And he laughed. He was like, no way. That's so funny. And in my head, I'm like, I just I I didn't make that joke up. I just said it to him just to like you know. He was like that's so funny, and he gave me a card. He goes, you should come down to the Hay Penny Bridge in tonight. There's new comedians opening and stuff like that. Maybe wow. you can actually try something out. Man, I got so delighted. I told all my African friends, I was like, yo, niggas, I made it. I have a show tonight. Come through, man. I got like literally 20 black people in that show. Even Tony was like, what the fuck is up? This boy must be a big deal in this country or something like that. Yeah. So they were all sitting down. You got rent a crowd. Yeah. yeah. yeah I said it, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I went, I, I, I started, I went to stage and I started make telling jokes, mad jokes, but just only my friends were laughing. All oh, right, and all the guys were not laughing. Their sympathy laughs, yeah. or was, or did they actually think they were funny? They actually laughed. They laughed. Okay. Then I didn't realize that my humor was not. They didn't understand that. Okay. The Irish didn't get the humor I was. I was trying to portray. All right. Just my friends were just the one only one laughing, but they weren't laughing at all. And I went back and did my homework, and I told my friends like, "Why are they not laughing?" They're like, "Well." You probably have no. Tony actually said to me. Tony was like, "You're very funny. I can understand where you're coming from, but you need to understand more of the Irish humor." Okay. Now that broke my heart so much that I knew I wasn't gonna get any gig around. I have to literally go and learn. What age were you at this stage? I was about twenty-five because I finished. I finished. I finished DIT. I did second year DIT and I dropped out because of that. Like, what did you do in DIT? Civil engineering. 
Okay. Yeah, so I just kind of dropped out of it and I was because I was. You had no notion of being a civil engineer. I, to be honest with you, yeah, I just yeah. had to do it because of fuck it. And yeah. I, it's not like I went straight from college. I did a PLC course, like, because right. they pushed me to it. My aunt was like, we well, had to do it. And I was like, oh, you have like, to get the paper. Yeah, and man, I wasn't even. Cause I know what happened, right? It was often and everything, but college is so stressful. Like, you know the way if you miss two class, two lectures, it's like missing the whole day. And I'd be miss, I'd be missing out of college, going drinking with the friends, and man, coming back to college and trying to cope up with lectures and stuff like that so what happened was on second year i had to repeat i'm like hell no i'm not repeating nah there's a bye-bye i'm uh, not even look okay to be honest with you i didn't want to do it in the first place so so if i put you on the spot now and asked you what's your best joke right now tell me a good joke so irish people i love irish people because they love to have the crack they're one of the most like, happiest person in the world an irish man they were literally they, they're very witty so sometimes you can't even tell if they're racist or not because they're very very witty very sarcastic people i remember one day i was walking through henry street and this old guy came over to me he goes yeah yeah come here to me really. come here come here come here i swear to you really, i'm not racist all right i'm not fucking racist I have a black and white TV at home. I'm like, what the? <laughs> but come here. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, how do we know each other? Yeah, you. I've worked with you for years, bro. Yeah, so yeah. I, I ran a nightclub in Castlebar called Mantra, and I used to hire you down to to MC, MC at the, the yeah. gigs. Yeah. So what was your, what's your earliest memory of of our friendship then? Like, literally, I remember the first time I met you, and I won't lie to you, the thing I will never forget about, someone mentioned Alan Clark in my ears right now. The first thing I remember is a fucking huge, massive steak. Now, that steak <laughs> I had with you, I will never forget. That was the best Irish dinner I've ever gotten in my life. You want to see the size of them chips, them chunky chips and the gravy? Oh, my God. Man, that was the best day ever, bro. I would like to. Oh, That's was, your earliest memory. It was my it was me my getting you steak and chips. Yeah, man. Okay. And I see the price of it, and I felt bad for you. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. And what okay. was it like coming to to Castle Bar then, and doing these gigs and and amazing, bro. I just get free hotel room breakfast here is amazing as well. The I, oh my god, the, the breakfast is unreal. No, I'm not looking for plugs. Like I'm not nah, looking no, to I'm plug no, the hotel it, or anything. It's, it's nothing I can plug. I yeah. mean, actually, genuine. I actually had it on my literally um, uh, Instagram. The breakfast here is amazing. Yeah, you I, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah trust me, I know what I'm saying. It's like an amazing breakfast here. Was it difficult to work for? You. Yeah. You are the most difficult human being to work for. I like. Not in a bad way, but Alan, if you ever work for Alan, Alan will literally make you work his money worth. <laughs> you are not leaving. Come on. You are not leaving the venue unless you finished your fucking job. You That's- did like 40 minutes tonight. <laughs> 40 minutes. But you know how much I get for 15 minutes though sometimes? Okay. I'm, I'm doing this for you because I know. you're a legend. I know. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it is. I remember once I hired you for a gig. I booked you for a gig and you didn't show up. Yeah, man. Actually, that's we what didn't. that's what we were talking about the other day because, like, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and I will say this: if you've never made a mistake in your life, put your hands up. Exactly, everyone has actually done something in their life that you know, like shit. I've done something, but that's where that's actually what I was trying to explain to you earlier with the black paddy. So the fact that I used to be Fabadi and I'm still Fabadi. 
But Fabidi was that guy who was new to fame, who was new to this fame thing and couldn't don't know how to handle. Now, the Black Paddy is a real guy who's a genuine person who's actually like, you know, the real person to understand the Irish culture, who's willing to, you know what, thank you, Ireland, for accepting me, for me being here for 20 years and giving me chance to be who I am. It's my time, my way to give back. So the lockdown was me trying to go to different counties. With the long, the country was sad. Everybody was down. Literally, I have to jump into the fountain just to get booze going in my own head. You know that kind of way. So I felt like I just want to go around Ireland to see, to learn more about the culture, talk to different people. There's more to Ireland than Dublin and Galway. Man, I went to Achill Island. That place is beautiful. I thought I was in Dubai for a second. I'm like, where the fuck am I? You think you're in Dubai for 20 yeah. minutes and yeah. then it starts snowing 20 <laughs> minutes later. And I was there literally amazed and some dude came over to me and goes, there's another place called Bandar. And I'm like, wait, there's more to this? There's more of this thing? Like, Ireland is so beautiful, but no one knows. It's just it's just there. Like so that's I'm so happy I'm doing what I do. I'm so happy the Black Party is traveling around, seeing all these things and talking to different people. It's just the most amazing thing ever in the world. So basically all I'm just trying to all I'm just trying to say is But this must have been one of your like Mantra must have been one of your first West of Ireland gigs, was it? Oh no, I've done Galway. But like back then. Oh yes, yes, yes. You're very right. Yeah, it was mantra of, was. Yeah, mantra actually genuinely was. Yes, he actually was. Can you remember? Like, can you take yourself back to that time? Yeah, meeting me and coming to the west of Ireland and coming in and and having that chat and going on stage. Yeah, I remember all those times driving down. You know, meeting you in the lovely steak, coming upstairs, getting ready, going downstairs. Do other people not give you steak? Do other venues not look after you and give you steak? They look after me. They they just kind of like, they don't give me steak. They just kind of like, let me do what I got to do. Okay. They let me, they let me, they let me kind of like do my own thing. And that's what I was saying to you earlier. Kids have a very kind of short attention span. So sometimes when you give them something, you give it to them and you leave. The reason why, because they have that in the back of their mind. When you say too much for them, is they don't really they they acknowledge that, but they just kind of like they just kind of like take that as a little bit a little bit of bonus. So now what I'm trying to say is my job at Teenage Discos is to go in, give them a good time, hype them up, give them a bit of motivational speech to make them believe in themselves. You know, let them just be aware of their own self as well. You know, because a lot of Mm. bullying suicide go on in their life when you see all these things so I just want to give back as well to the kids by hyping them up being with them being part of them does anything phase you? yeah what phases you the most? not having what I have anymore not having what you have? yes it's no. it doesn't really phase me but it's just kind of like imagine one day you get up and you walk out of your house and nobody care about you anymore <laughs> it's it's a, it's 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 kind of like how will you feel then? Because now I get out of my house, I go to Super Value. People come up to me and greet me, say hello, and like every day, this is my life now. One person will acknowledge me and say hi. Oh my God, how are you doing? You know, this is how I feel. But there will be one day 
I don't know. Maybe one day you get up and you're like, nobody cares anymore. It was like, right, yeah, whatever, move on. What was the turning point? Is there, was there any particular video or any particular act or, or, or thing you did where that changed and that went viral and then people started looking at you differently? Or was it a collection of videos and slowly over time you grew? So like you've 80,000. What's your, what's your biggest platform? You've 85,000 on Instagram. TikTok, I think. How many have you got on TikTok? 300,000. So was it the the was it when you set up your TikTok that things yep. changed for you? That TikTok was the miracle. Okay. And it was the thing I wasn't want to go on to to be honest with you because I was just I was very I was very reluctant with TikTok. Maybe it's the little bit of anger that grew in me about the fact that I didn't join early or just me thinking, you know what, it's for young people or I was just really like what I don't know yeah. what's there in TikTok that's that's going to be that's going to be amazing. And it, then one day I just actually know I know what's you know what's funny I tried to join TikTok and I put Fabi D but it says Fabi D is taken already, and that then I didn't I didn't bother anymore I left it alone I just I just sat there chill it took me a while to actually come up with that the black by the name what makes David happy what makes you happy besides besides being on stage and besides gigging what makes you happiest being alive being alive waking up knowing that I'm alive it's the most happiest thing in the world because. I won't lie to you. For me, the most, the most valuable thing to me is health. I just that's why I don't really rate fame as much. I don't really look at that. I want to be. I want to be that guy who always will walk on the street and don't be afraid. And I don't want to be intimidated by anything else. I just want to be happy. I want to be able to see people and be like, "How are you? How's it going on? Are you well? What's the crack? What's you know?" It's just my. It's just. It's just. Why it's just my happy state. So that's why when I video myself being happy with other people, it does well. Does but anything intimidate you? In what way, like intimidate? Does are you ever like intimidated by any is there ever a day where you're like, I don't I don't feel confident or I, I'm not I'm not comfortable doing that? Yeah, so comedy stands up stand up comedy. That's my that's part of what I do. I was explaining this to you earlier. Sometimes I don't know, it's just it's just a bit of I don't know. See, like, wait, what I do, this is my, my real, my real genuine talent job is going on stage and making people laugh. It's a different vibe from doing videos. Mm-hmm. Now, stand-up comedy is such a beautiful art that for you to judge how good you are is the response from the people or the audience. So when I go to, the, like, the International Comedy Club, and I'm going on stage, and I'm and the club is you have to walk up the steps and go into the venue. While I'm walking up the steps, the anxiety of every step I take, I never forget this picture. Just hearing the crowd and hearing the comedian in the room talking and them laughing, or not even laughing, but just me climbing up those steps is the most fearful thing. Sometimes while I'm climbing those steps, I just want to go home, or I keep frightened. Or just some, I just it's just it's scary. It's like um, I don't think I'm ready to do this. I don't want to do it. Maybe I should go home. I have to f- I have to fight that feeling. You know, some of my friends, what they do sometimes is just have a beer. It's kind of it's good because it, it releases attention. But I've tried it before. I got, I got a beer before. No, sorry, it was four beer. And um, yeah, because one didn't, one didn't stop it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a vampire in there. I don't know who, who drink one beer and be like, oh, I'm good. No, I need four to calm this dragon. Yes, I had, tr- I had four beers, but it was the worst show of my life because my, my words keep slobbering. I was getting tipsy, but I didn't know. But here I am thinking I'm killing the bubbles. Like, 
oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it actually happened. You know, that kind of it happened to me. So it's it's the it's the kind of like it's it's when I'm going on stage. Sometimes the reason is because sometimes I need to try new materials. Yeah, you know, like will I get that laugh from this new joke I just read last night? Um, trust me, when audience don't laugh at your new joke, it's killing. It's a it's not a good feeling. Oh. Did you ever did you ever turn around and say I'm not doing that? Yeah, I did that one time and it was the last time I did that. I would never do it again. What made you turn around? What what was, it was that? Just, it was just the most stupidest thing I did. So I was just on stage. Where was, was it? It was in uh it was in Tipperary. Yeah, uh, Clomel t- to be precise. It was like a it was a f- it was a 50th birthday party in Clomel and they had me to do stand-up comedy, which was, to be honest with you, wasn't really my fault. It was around 10, and people were boozing, having a great time dancing, and the live band, the guy was playing, whatever was like boozing, 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 and the next thing was me. So was my, an, You felt like it was an anti-climax. Yeah, do you understand? The music is going, now you're yeah. like, ladies and gentlemen, now we have a comedian in the house. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, no, like, you don't do it like that. So anyway, I got everyone, everyone kind of calmed down. I'm like, oh, it's the Black Party, oh my God. I went on stage, did my first line, did my first entrance, my first set, did my first two lines, people were laughing. So I went into the story mode. You know, it's nighttime, everyone's dancing. I did two one-liners, they laughed. Now talk about myself living in Ireland. This is a kind of a story. Yeah. A girl was like, eh, can you just get the band playing, please? I heard her. I was trying to ignore her. Because yeah. I was like, you know what, fuck it. Because I already have anxiety doing what I'm doing anyway already. I'm trying to ignore her and just keep going. But she kept talking. And while she was talking, other people just, she kind of motivated other people as well talking. And then other people just, two guys went to get beer in the in the bar. And I'm there, don't stand up. No one's laughing. My lips are dried up. And I was like, here. So I just say, you know what, guys, sorry about this. I got to go. I just dropped the mic and I left. And it was like, even the owner of the show came over to me and she goes, are you okay? Like, literally, do you want to go back or you want to take a break? You know, go back. Just something like you did today, something like that. Yeah. She's like, do you want to go back on stage or something like that? I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, it's good. I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, you know, they want to party now, so they should go party. She was like, look, are you sure you want to, are you sure you're okay with this? And I was like, she was, and she was like, all right, cool. If you really need to go home, you can go home. You don't have to do the whole show. Then I went outside and I felt bad. And I look at myself as a bitch, to be honest with you. I was like, you can't just leave. And just just go home like that. And guess what I did? I went downstairs. I got two shots of Hennessy. I went upstairs back again. You see them crowd, the, the band was playing, but they weren't dancing this time. Right? They were all sitting down. But the guy was playing the band. Keep going. I went to the middle of the stage. Just walked to the middle of the stage. Just started dancing. Started dancing by myself. Started having, then I went to a girl in the crowd. Brought out, danced with her. And they was laughing, put her back, told the guy to stop playing. And I did a solid 30 minutes comedy set. They all laughed and they clapped and I left. Wow. Because I just, I was like, it, it's, it just, it happens. Those kind of things happen. And I promised myself that would never happen again. If it happens, fight it. Fight it. Keep going. People are watching. Don't let one person stop you from making other people laugh. Because sometimes I can be making them laugh, but it's this tree that is literally paying attention. Give them all you have. If that's all you have to do, just send it and make it finish with them. You know what I mean? What kind of person are you at home? Annoying. Um, no, nice, but just that the missus sometimes, just in case she's hearing this podcast, you know what I mean? Let me just be, I was right. So, um, no, just, I'm a nice person. Don't get me. I have two kids. Nice guy. Very, I uh, love my kids. So basically, the reason I'm asking is, I met you today, you're walking down the street, you're like eating a punnet of grapes. <laughs> you just get into the car and you're like, hey man, how's it going? And I'm like, yeah, good, how are you? We go up to a clothes shop and then David got out of the car 
but the Black Paddy walked into the clothes shop. Oh, yeah. How how does that happen? So, basically, Black Paddy is a character. So, basically, um, it's like a job. So, But this not- really chilled guy. I Like, you were really composed and chilled day. Like, I felt, I got a feeling from you that you were really enjoying being in Castlebar doing nothing. Yes, it was amazing. Just being, just walking around, being myself, just doing what I do normally in Monastreven. It was because I've been in Casabar already. I've talked to the people. I'm back again in this beautiful place. Now let me enjoy it. Let me actually talk to the people. I know you literally went into Penis. And it was the, they actually had it in the story. So I went into Penis. I made everyone in Penis laugh. This was just not with video. Just, just naturally, just being who I am. I yeah. walked there, put laughter on their faces, smile on their faces. Went to Super Value, made them laugh as well. Met this amazing guy who was a comedian before. We used to live in America, but he moved back to Mayo, staying here now. I met a few people and them. It's just me, just being me. I love, Sometimes I like that me time, whereby I'm privately being enjoying myself. Did you make a conscious decision coming to Castle Bar today, I'm not making videos? Yeah, I made that, but sometimes it happens. Yeah, I, ha- I get that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if an opportunity yeah, arises. It, yeah, it, you, you just have to go for it. It's yeah. the love I have for it. You know, that kind of way. It's genuine love. You know, sometimes when you do something and you don't have love for it, sometimes you can just kind of like get bored of it. When you generally love something, there's no stopping time. You can work any time. What's, what's your hobbies? What do you do for fun? I play, I'm learning to play golf now, which is cool. Oh my God, the best in the world. Actually, I was playing that last night with my friend, Paul. Amazing. Um, table tennis. I love table tennis. It's amazing. I play video games. I play guitar as well. So guitar is one of the, will be the most now, actually, because... I am at home and I I like to I'm using it to learn new comedy set now something new actually by the way something new might be coming up now so I'm working on that one as well so just I want to bring guitar to my heart. How do you switch off? What is what hobby allows you to switch off the most? Reading. Reading. What kind of reading? Motivational books. Think and grow rich. Rich dad, poor dad. So I just recently I just recently got into reading as well. I never read before. I do read, but I never do read. By as a person who literally have, who loves attention, who's kind of, you can't stay still. Reading kind of calms me down because I, when I read, I'm like following up with such great information. Like, wow. So it's a juice to the brain. It's, it's kind of like addictive sometimes as well. It's beautiful. Do you love attention? I love attention. Is there ever a stage where you're like, oh, I just, I'd love to be anonymous. What is the anonymous? I love is, there, is there ever a stage where you'd love no one to recognize you and you'd love to go to Super Value yeah, and, and, and just not be recognized. That would be so cool. Like, yeah, um, like, yeah. When I'm when I'm hungover, yeah. When you're hungover. Oh, whenever I'm hungover, that's the best. I know. I would like, please God, make me an animal, please Jesus, make me. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're hungover, it's hard to perform. Like you know, what I mean, you're just like, please. But do you feel like you have to perform when you meet somebody on the street? Nope, I don't really have to perform. I just have to just be myself and just go with the flow. I'm always this. I'm always this character with my wife, with my kids, with everyone around me. I'm always like that. I think, like I said to you, I love attention. I like seeing people. Man, if I go to somewhere and I don't see people for for like, let's say, one week, I'll freak out. I'm like, what's going on? It's- see, what's really interesting about that is I hate attention. You're like my, you're like my wife. She doesn't like it. You're like, you're just like, but I'm I'm an Instagrammer and I'm on the radio and so I have this public profile that I'm always working on. Like I'm always working on content and I'm always doing these city videos and doing whatever. Right. 
But then when I come into town and somebody recognizes me, I hate that. Oh, wow. What an interesting thing. That is actually so interesting. Whoa. Yeah. So like I had to drive a Porsche for a week or two. Wow. And honestly, there was days where like I would have like a snood and I'd put it up around my mouth and I had a baseball cap. No way. And like I would go to the petrol pump where you pay with your card because I didn't want to walk into the shop and pay in the shop because I was driving a Porsche and everyone's looking at me. I, Man, a lot of a lot of famous people are like you. Just like Well, I'm know. not famous. No, no, I, no, no, but, being a, no, a lot yeah. of people that I know I've met like it's weird because I've with this with this um, lifestyle that I live, I have met a lot of famous people. So when they talk to me about what you're saying right now, I do be like, "What is that thing? Is that were you saying it now too?" I'm like, "Damn, it's some people are good by serving. Like what you're doing right now, you're serving humans by giving them their own what they need. But you don't need you don't need your attention. You're just genuinely doing it because you want to do it. Yeah, you do want to you understand? Mm. Whereby as for me, I don't care." I don't mind people coming up to me, taking pictures of me. I will do that all day. Like literally, I will literally stand there and literally have people taking. But sometimes, Lorraine, I was, I remember when I was in Swords, I was having a dinner with my wife. We had, went to Nando's and the baby was in the car seat. He was crying for so long. I'm stressed out. I'm trying to calm him down. And we, me and her had an argument because she said she wanted to breastfeed him. I'm like, okay, you can't do that right now in public. Maybe you want to go to, you want to like give him maybe a bottle or something. She goes, no, don't worry. It's okay. I don't mind. I'll do it in public. I'm like, okay, you want to do it. But the people was like literally crying loud. Everyone Nando's can see. So he calmed after a little while. I'm like, oh God, I can't wait. I can't wait to eat my chicken because the Nando's chicken is taking ages to come so long to be honest with you. And I'm like hungry. Randomly, this little girl happily, hey, Black Betty, how you doing? Oh my God, you take a picture? Now, my missus looking at me like, oh my God, you're probably going to flip because he's, <laughs> he's, <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. But that made me happy though. Okay. No matter how much state I was, like I was literally in this. Yeah, what you're saying state. is anyone else would have just said, listen, not right yeah, now. Yeah, do you understand? This is the worst time ever. Yeah. But, but she diffused the situation. Yeah. She made me like happy, like, oh, I'm wanted. Okay, hello. How you doing? You want to be yeah. here? It was so, you know, so in a way, I'm looking in my head like, when will there be a stage that I'll be like, you know what? I'm sick of it now. Like, when will that be, in a way, genuinely? Like, tonight, okay, give it a good example. Tonight, I put myself in that situation. I genuinely went into that crowd and they jumped on me and you came to save me. Yeah. That's me deliberately putting myself in that. But when it really just happened naturally, like I'm like, guys, okay, it's done now. I don't know. Even you today, you're such a good vassal. That's, that's what I'm so amazed by what you did today. When the, when the guy was like, all the kids were coming to take pictures and you were like, guys, come down. No, no, it's done. No, stay back, stay back, stay back. That was so cool in my head. I'm like, whoa. That what, what do you mean? Like, I don't know, restriction. You see the way, okay. See the way today. Oh, I put a tonight. barrier between. Yeah, yeah, and I'm dying. I was like, because I needed the attention. I was like, give me your phone. But you're like, no, no. You were like, let's. We have to go now. All right. So just to put into context, right? So you went out and you done your performance. You were exhausted, and then a lot of kids came over looking for your photo and stuff. But yeah, and you wanted to keep giving. Yes. But I knew that I needed you for another half an hour later yeah. on. Yeah, and you said something that was really smart. You said if I take a picture of one, yeah. they will all. Come, yeah. which, was a, which was actually genuinely, I didn't even see that. Well, where do you stop? If you stop for one photo, we'll never get you out of there. Imagine You'd that. You'd still be in there now. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you not have that kind of security in other venues? Or do they just kind of like, do, do some venues bring you in and just throw you to the wolves and say, there, 
just get on with it. I do it. I just jump in, but sometimes they help me out because this is not this is, this is not that what you just said was not. There was yeah. a time I went into a crowd. It was they had to do it. My clothes was nearly torn off. Yeah, they literally grabbed on. I'm glad that's why I gave my phone because I didn't trust this crowd. Yeah, because I thought it was gonna be the other like the other one. That's why I gave my phone, hold it just in case. At least I say they can do whatever they can take the clothes off. <laughs> <if you want. laughs> just, I couldn't believe it. You handed me your phone and jumped into the crowd, and I was like, "What the hell is wrong with that guy?" And then I saw a guy up on your shoulders, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God, he nearly oh, broke no. my back. He just jumped randomly. I'm and like, he, okay. I'm like, I don't. Man, you are such a good, you're good. You're very good security. Your eyes are, because you know I was in distress. I don't know. That was deadly, though, because. But I'm if, doing it so long, If I you guess. hadn't come, I probably yeah. would have passed out, because the heat, everything, they were all, they didn't even give me space. So I was like, in my, in my head, I was like, this is the wrong decision I just did right now. <laughs> One thing about me, Fabu, is that I'm not, you know, when you come down here, I'm not your average promoter. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm sure you've probably noticed that. Like, I've yeah. worked in the bar. I've worked in the hotel. Yeah. I've worked in the nightclub. I've right. been I've been a DJ. Right. I've been security. Right. So, like, I'm a little bit of everything. Right. So, it's not your normal promoter that kind of brings you down and says, here, do your gig and well, go. You are, you are a one-street promoter, though. I've never met a guy who literally will book you and make sure you walk him when it works. So much. So much. <laughs> But actually, I have to say, I enjoyed it, though. It's actually one of the most amazing gig I've done ever in Mayo. Really, I enjoyed it. You're one, you're one of the best promoters that make me believe in myself, though, for real. Like, basically, like, so when I started this emceeing, going around, people, I don't like to call prices uh, how much people book me, but you made No, don't me, say the price. Yeah. yeah. People are booking me, but you paid me double that price. You doubled that price. You know what? This is how much you are worth to be paid. You know, so that was such a great vibe. That's why actually whenever you call, I don't message your call because you were that guy. So oh. in a way, of course, you should walk your money worth. Yeah, no, I suppose when I met you first, I I had a lot of experience in this industry and you yeah. were getting into the teenage yeah. disco industry. Yeah. And I was paying other MCs and other hype men. And then you would come down and do a better job than them for half their money. So... Wow. But I never I never allowed myself to pay way? you half their money. Uh, fair play though. So I I like I could have. You could have actually. You actually generally could like have. If you come down to me and asked me for fifty percent, I could have said, Yeah, here, take your fifty percent and go, good luck. No. But you were doing a better job than them. So you deserved wow. you deserved the same money as them. That is so cool. Thanks, man. Now now I'm going red, you can't see it. Now I'm literally blushing there, you know what I mean? <laughs> No, that's cool. Thanks, man, really. Because I, I genuinely love what I do. I love making people laugh, making people happy. But I just can't take compliments. Sometimes when people compliment me too much, I don't even want to say it back. I'm like, yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. I don't know. You know, it's it's a, it's just a thing. But um, what was the, what's been the lowest point of your life? Lockdown. I will never forget that. Like I keep saying, the lockdown was the lowest point of my life. Whereby I thought, like, what, there's nothing else to go for me now. What? I mean, why? Because you weren't getting enough attention. Yeah, one. No, two. I wasn't working. Three. It felt like there was nothing else to do. Like, like, no stand-up comedy, no gigs, nothing. What else? It can't even work. So, like, I'm a very driven person when it comes to talent. 
Is your partner ever intimidated by your fame or your drive for attention? No, she's not. She's like the boss, to be honest with you. Like, I can go out there and be like, boo, love me, take pictures. I go inside, she'll be like, hey, can you take the bean out, please? Thank you. That's who she is. She doesn't care. She will literally tell you to take that bean out, wash the plate. But is she nervous like tonight you're staying over in a hotel? Um, is she is she at home kind of worrying maybe? No, nah, she's the, not worrying. She just FaceTime me. She always like talk to me. We always chat. We always... Well, I've been with her for four years now, so I I don't like there's a there's a, I built the trust. That I don't think she I don't know, she wouldn't I don't know. I, and just with me, I don't, I don't know, I don't think I, I I'm that kind of a guy to break a very beautiful happy home that I have. Don't get me wrong. Before I met my wife, I was a prostitute, and I just gave my life to Christ, and you know things just changed the other way around. It's so funny the way one person can... Here, come back here for a second. You weren't actually a prostitute. Like... <laughs> what? I was, like, literally, I, like, in a, in a way, like, I was literally... You were a, pro- a prostitute to the church? I, no, like, it's not to the church. I was literally riding anything that moved. Oh. Was, yeah, literally that kind of a person, like, you know But I mean? you weren't getting paid for it? No, no, no. Oh, okay, good. right, I'm, ba- I'm back in track. All right, okay, okay. So... <laughs> Oh, I, I just a free got brushed you. I got completely oh confused there. So, um, right. So before your wife came along, yes, were you getting a, you get a lot of attention from ladies? Yeah, I was getting Irish ladies or African I, I, ladies, or? African, Irish, everything. And what would you get more attention from, uh, African or Irish? Oh no, it was hard to be honest with you because just everyone, everyone. Yeah, it was just literally hard because my it's everywhere I go, I was just getting. Do you feel like you could have anyone you wanted? No, really. Not really. Do you get a lot of offers? Like, do a lot of people throw themselves at you? In what way now? Like, say before your wife came along, like, a lot of people would throw themselves at you and say, hey, do you you want to hook up? Yeah, no, to be honest with you, it wasn't like that. So it was just kind of like, it was just kind of like, whenever I drink, I wasn't picky then. I was just, I just send it. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't picky. Just anything, whatever's around. Yeah, just right. You'll do. Come uh, on. Yeah, just send it. I'm just, I'm just that kind of a guy. What does send it mean? Send it means pretty good for you. Send it. Um, you what? <laughs> what? I'm learning so much here. Send it means what? I'm just joking, but send it means like just enjoy it. Doesn't matter. Just enjoy life. Right. Live, live, you only live once. So, so okay. So so let's let's talk about that then, right? You would meet a girl and you would have a one night stand. Yeah. I'm, and the next morning, then what happens? Next morning, we just shake hands and call it quit, and just we go both ways. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're just we're just like I mean wow. you you've you've never done that before in your life. No. No way. No, I've never had a one night stand. What about two nights? No. Three. No, this is this what is this is fascinating. Like this is fascinating what? to me now. Alan, because you are like you are like the very very holy man right now. No, I'm not holy at all. What? I'm um, you know, I don't know. Like maybe when I was 19 or 20, you met somebody and you might have shifted them a few times shifted. and then <laughs> and then slept with them. But I've never oh, met. Shifted. Yeah, I've never met a stranger in a venue and had sex with them that night. Never. No. No. Wow. Well, like, I would like to. You, and you're you're you fascinated see, by that. See, yeah, because I I think because we lived a different life. I lived the nightlife. So my, but I lived night. I was a DJ for sixteen years. What were you DJing? I, down there in that nightclub. I was the the fucking resident DJ in Man. that nightclub in Carrigan Shannon in Leitrim in Waterford Wexford wow. Donegal 
for 16 years. Man, that's a fair play though, really, for real. But I was, I was literally, I was literally like giving out dicks everywhere. I was literally renting it out and everything. It was, it was, man, I, I went all in. And it was, it, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't regret anything. I'm glad I actually did what I did. And to be honest with you, it makes me, it makes me kind of like say to myself now that I've been there and I've done that. And now I have found the one. And Okay. Know. Before we get all soppy now, finding the one and that, like I have to keep talking about this. I'm sorry. No, keep talking. So like you would go, so you would go out. Did you go out with the intention of finding somebody to have sex with that night? So what, I, were, what were your intentions leaving so, the house? So my intention leaving the house is to go out and MC and work and hype the crowd. Like I always do. Okay. Yeah. Know? Brilliant. And I go there and hype and make people laugh, make people happy, like hype them up. And if you see a girl there and she says, hey, how you doing? What's going on? You just connect. I don't know. How, how does it work? But how does it go from connecting to having sex with a stranger that night? So it's uh, it's kind of, for me, if I buy a girl a drink, she's moving to my apartment that night. But it's just kind of like, it's the vibe. I don't know. It's just the vibe. It's like, when it's not, you know when the music is kind of like vibing and you see her, she see you. She's like, oh my God, what's the story? And I'm like, do you want to come home with me? She's like, no, I'm not coming all the way to Africa, which I'm like, no, not Africa. I mean, home, my house, where I live. Do you want to come like to where I live? I mean, Ranula. Yeah, in in Chicago, I want to come down, you know? And she's like, no. I was like, have you ever been with a black guy before? I'm like, you know, when you go black, you're up on a wheelchair. She's like, ah. But I just kind of, yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's how it kind of, it's just a vibe, vibe. So when you, like, let's say you're getting ready to leave the house. You're doing your hair. Yeah. You're washing yourself. Are you putting on like a pair of underwear thinking some girl's going to see these tonight? <laughs> do, do, you, do you go to that level or do you just not care and you're no, just like... I just, I, man, I just, I just leave life and whatever happens, happens. It's not like, it's not like an everyday thing. It would be like... This once, is crazy it'd be like, to it'd be, me. It would be like once a month or something like that. You know that kind of way. But like, you know, it's... it's man, it okay. happens. And... <sighs> Wow. Yeah, man, it happens. Alan, I have to teach you how to do it. It's no, just, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. You need to, I need to show you. How. But you're obviously very confident in your own body. Um, I am confident in my own body. Yeah. Very confident, actually. I, do you have any... Um, do you have any complexes? Is there anything you'd like to change in yourself or your body? Anything I would like to change in my body? Nothing, actually. Everything wow. is perfect. Everything from my hair to my feet. Everything is great, like literally, like the right proportion. I'm blessed. I'm, I mean, that's what I. Uh, what about you? Is there anything you would like to? Yeah, I have loads of complexes. What? Loads, yeah. <laughs> you're so funny. Yeah. You're actually very funny. You're a very interesting character, though. That's the main thing I do. So, you're... like, I have a, I have this belly, right? <laughs> I have See this that? belly. See that? Oh, I'm showing you, you my, my look like you have that. My fat belly, right? So this is my point, right? You actually lost a lot of weight. That's yeah, but see, see this here. I still have this flabby belly, right? So the first thing you said to me today when you, when you came to Castle Bar is, "Jesus, Alan, you look like a skeleton." Yes, you've like you've lost. I know what you look like before. Yeah. You have literally shredded. Like literally, I can see your jaw. Like now, it's just literally. Yeah, wow. but then I have this. I have this flab right around my midsection, and I've always kind of had something like that, and. I wouldn't have the confidence to meet a stranger and get naked and have sex with them. No, you don't. No. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't. Okay, let me put it this way, Alan. Maybe I'll give you a little bit of clarity on how and what to do next time. Okay. Yeah, let's do that then. Right. Not so, that I want it, but I'm no, interested you, to find out very good, very the lesson, good. Find a lesson that very you're going to give me. Okay. Lesson number one. 
don't even look for them. That's the truth. I never did. I never cared. I just, I didn't want, I wasn't like intentionally like, you know what, tonight I will get a girl. Hmm. So it was, it wasn't my main thing. My main thing was to go out and have a booze, have a good time with the boys, go enjoy the night. That was my mindset. And it's funny because the day I always want something, I never get it because I was, I'm out there looking in a way. So I think the first thing for me in my mind is first of all, don't even look for it. Now two is look after yourself. When you look after yourself, trust me, it's a thing that it actually it will automatically happen. Because I think naturally people are attracted to good things. They like they like good things. When they see good things, they want to go near it. It's just a natural thing with humans with our eyeballs. It's that thing. You'd have to be perfect looking, but when you see yourself with a good line, you know, nice clothes or you smell nice, something is kind of like attracting to you. Now, if you do those two things and you just take of yourself, look good. <clears throat> Sorry, just, just like, excuse me look good and trust me do this for like a week just only caring about yourself and nobody else looking after yourself you'll be surprised with the amount of random messages you probably will start getting about oh my god i haven't spoken to her in a long time look at her texting me down randomly it happens it's yeah. just a thing it's a it's just that's no thing because sometimes it. some guys will like okay wow he's getting no many he's getting so many girls blah blah this blah blah but I think sometimes it's just maybe that guy that's getting so many girls is looking after himself, or is. And sometimes when you have a when you have a goal for yourself, you pursue something. Because sometimes when girls look at me, as then they see they see the black part. They see Fabu D. He's on stage, he's working, he's doing. Because when I'm on stage, I'm very concentrated. I do what I just don't look at anyone. So I think they find it attractive too to see that happening. That this guy is very concentrated in what he does. You know, he's so confident. Confident, yeah. and guess what happens when the night is over? They wait around. When the light is over, they stay and wait for me. And which, no, being honest with you, I know. Sure, I've yeah, seen it. I've seen they it. They were like waiting around. I'm like, and when I finish, I'm like, hi, you're very good. Your name is, and I'm like, okay, you're good. So what story? You're right. <laughs> of, of course, of course, of course. And it just happens. So in a way, that's what happens. And even though, even though, yeah, that's what happens. But what back to the complex is like, I'm amazed that. You don't have any. And I'm so envious of you. Because, right, I have a couple, right? This fat belly. I have, um, I'm not happy with my teeth. Okay, and sorry, I have one. Sorry. Okay, all right. Oh, my God. No, I, I'm not trying to even hide it. But yeah. you just reminded me. Sometimes you do forget them, to be honest with you. Okay. okay I, remember, I have one. Sorry. Okay, okay. I have one. I have gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and I, one. And I spray it. <laughs> oh, you spray it? Yeah. I just... How much gray do you have? Like? What? Grace. Lots of gray, bro. Lots of gray. So I just kind of spray them on yeah. a daily basis. Not daily basis. Like it's not like that much, but I just kind of like I right. just kind of get rid of it. Like, but my mom said if you get rid of it, it will come more. So you just let it be. Like you know what I mean? But right. like, nah, I always get rid of these. Yeah, it's in, you're an interesting character. You know. <laughs> so are you actually, man? I can't believe you don't go out for. And I do look at you. I'm like, wow, you have a lot of engagement on your Instagram. You like, look at what happened today. The lady came over and took a picture with you. Like, do you, were you like, were you like in like, oh no, go away or did no? You... I, I no, I'm never like that. To be fair, if anyone asks me for a photo, I'm always very polite and and you know and and I enjoy it. I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little bit anxious instantly if somebody asked me for a photo. When that lady came over and she said, can I get a photo? Oh, I was right. getting out of your way. And oh, she goes, 
no, no, right. you. I thought that she wanted to follow actually, you. Yeah, because I thought she was talking to me. Yeah, so and when I. she goes, can I? She didn't even say, and she didn't mention anybody's name. She goes, she just came to the table. She goes, can I get a picture? And I got up real quick. She goes, no, um, you. I'm like, god damn it. She just said no. <laughs> Um, no, oh, I don't. Uh, I don't mind it. People are people are lovely, and no, and I've never had nobody has ever given me abuse in person. And I have you're no, lucky. I have got a lot of abuse. Yeah, I've no reason to to feel anxious. But when people come up talking to me on the street and they start saying, people recognize you and say, "Oh, I follow you on Instagram and I do whatever," instantly, I get anxiety. I can start. I can start sweating. My palms get sweaty. I just don't know what to say or how to react to these people. Wow. Whereas you're probably the opposite. You you probably like get a foot taller, do you? Yeah, and so like, that's, actually, you know what I noticed right now, actually, from talking to you, this is actually interesting because this is amazing. I actually love this. I'm I'm actually happy I did this today. I just saw something because there's something that I have that you don't have. There's something that you have that I don't have. And I'll tell you right now, because we both said that today. So, you, like, see the way I can go out and take pictures of people without even worrying or not like that? You genuinely don't even get abused. That's actually cool. That You should, you should embrace that. That is something you want to embrace. See, there's two things to it. I get a lot of it. Like sometimes I get anxiety opening my mails on Facebook. I get a, I get abuse in my inbox. Yeah, you know that the, kind of yeah. way. Like you know, no, people, I do. No, people just straightly like literally going at you. Not even like people literally genuinely yeah. waking up. They're ready for you. They text you long message. Like they, that, some of them will be real. They read you. They know you. They read you well, and they give it to you the way they see it. And sometimes they don't mean it bad, but just the way they want, the way they see things. Oh, sorry, I'm just letting you know. I think you're repeating some certain things too much. Um, you're, I think you're, you can, I can tell you're, you're, you're trying to add, you love attention. They would like to literally tell you, oh, you know, go, maybe you should go back to your country. You look like a monkey. You're not even funny. Why are you trying to please, why are you trying to please uh, white people more? You're not, why you, even black people be texting me saying, you just, you just, you're like a dancing clown to white people. You just bring black people down. I'm like, man, different messages every day, different topics. How much, how many messages like that would you get on a day? Uh, like literally, trust me, bro. I'm not you not joking. Especially with this black party thing. Um, that's the more you get tired, the more messages I think I get. Cause people don't know about the black, but the first time seeing the black party on a daily basis. Yeah. How many per day? Like one or two per day. Yeah. A really abusive message. Yeah. Then you go to a state whereby one day I got sick of it. I screenshot it. I put it on my page. Just kind of like. Just make, to tell people to yeah, back off. To back off, like I know that kind of way. Yeah. And it was, you know, why I actually got sick of it. It wasn't even in Ireland anymore. It was in America, man. And the Americans are now kind of like slagging me, saying, "Yeah, right, you're not even Irish." I'm like, man, you know. Does it get to you? Do those messages get under your skin? You know what? They don't. But sometimes when it's like, man, every day you want to open something, it's just bad. Like, okay, calm down now. What's going on? You know, like you're 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 trying to open something, and even though it sounds good at the beginning, hey, how are you? You can see the headline of the message, and you just open it, and I, like, hey, how are you? I've been following you for a long. I think I'm just gonna follow you right now because you're, you're disgusted, Irish. You're putting Irish people down by, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is there one? Is there one particular video? Did you ever have to delete a video? Did you ever yeah, have- the one from the one from uh, Wexford when I was talking about travelers and. They didn't like the way I said the K word, and I had to delete the video. It was actually huge. I lost about twenty thousand followers off that video. That's actually scary. Like, and so for people that don't know, like, give us a little without getting into detail. Like, what was the so context? Basically, I went to Wexford, and basically, I just said Wexford people are known for two things: either your strawberry or your uh, the K word. And I said, I'm not, a, I'm not a K word though. Uh, 
I'm not, I said I'm not a strawberry though, so I'm calling myself the K word basically in a way indirectly with comedy humor, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but people kind of they they took it. So what happened way. then? How did how did it blow up or what happened oh, next? John Connors put a video up saying um, calling me out. John Connors is the actor. Yeah, the actor called me. Who out. plays? He plays the traveler in Love yeah, Hate. Yeah, him. Yeah. And I was getting notification on my Instagram. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? And I just seen the video of him. Saying what, that, what did he put up? What did he just say? Just saying how disappointed I would do that. He didn't believe that I was going to, I would be that person to do something like that. And Did I, he contact you before he put up the video? Did no, you know him? Kind of, kind of in a way. We know each other, say hello, hi. We follow each other on Instagram. Like, you know, that but kind he didn't of message you? No, he didn't message me at all. So he put a video up and um, uh, we met up again in Galway for a boxing charity match for Steve and I was shit in my pants. I thought he was gonna like literally eat me raw. And um I did a I did an apology video anyway straight away when I seen the John Connors video because I was like, no, I need a quick apology video and um things kinda died down a little bit and I met him at the boxing match and he hugged we hugged each other out. It was cool. He was a nice person to talk to in person actually. So so what he was saying that your content was offensive to travelers. Yeah. And did any travelers ever approach you and say that it was offensive? Well, some of the ones, twice, yeah. But you just said that, oh, your, the video you did is. Until now, it still, it still hurt them. And it's kind of make me sad because I would like to you. Travelers are part of what actually got me my hype I get because they were supporting me all the way. They actually gave me the hype I needed because they gave me all that support. And to see the fact that what I said offended kind of hurt my feelings. So I'm like, nah, I'm not racist like that. I don't like, I don't mean it like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it happens. And how did you, like, how did it feel for you? Because obviously you didn't mean any harm. I didn't mean any harm. And that's what And I think 99.9% of people will know yeah, and that I, have followed you for a while yeah, will know no, that you didn't exactly. mean any harm. Do you understand? I even slag myself. I even, I even you know yourself. Your content, yeah. you, never, you never go out of your way. No, to, to do anything like that. So, and I felt bad. I was like, no, I would never, I just, I had to go delete the whole video and everything. And, and But the majority of your content is you taking the piss out of yourself I, as well. Exactly. That's my like, humor. Nobody it's, rips it's, the piss out of you yeah, more than you. Exactly. That's what I know best in a way, to be honest with you. And it was kind of like, it was, uh, well, it was it was a life lesson to me as well to you know mind what you say as well you know because these days not do everybody... you find you have to mind your yes p's and q's more exactly, than ever exactly yeah and it's it's a bit kind of like is it restricting you is yeah a lot a lot you know a lot but at the end of the day i'm it's coming out of love if i have to do what i have to do and not to curse or not to say anything bad sure why not i'll do it anyway you know. Do you feel sometimes people are just looking to be offended? I'm not saying that that's what happened in that, in that incident. But yes, uh, of course. Do you find do you find you put up a new video tomorrow, and no matter what you're talking about, someone somewhere is going to be offended by it? Yes, of course. Um, especially with this new era we're living in right now. Literally, if a lot of people get offended now easily these days, because with this with this lockdown, the war, with everything happening around us right now. It has raised a lot of mental issue with people that even sometimes when you put up something that is good and one person find it offensive, just because that one person find it offensive, a lot of people will follow that person that find it offensive. It's just a mentality thing. They generally don't really 
find it offensive just because of the pain because everybody find offensive okay, let's join this bad wagon and find it offensive with these people you know so it's just a thing now being offended by something is cool you like think it, that people are, are jumping from bandwagon to bandwagon yeah do you understand so it's it's a thing and it's very huge this time of being you know because there's fuck all happening so when someone when there's a trend and someone's giving up or something people want to join in and for example if good news don't really spread like bad news does. So if someone put up on on um on their page, I love Alan Clark. He's an amazing guy at what he does. Very good. People will see that, but maybe give it three or two likes. But if someone else put up a post, you see that guy Alan Clark, someone I don't even like him. He's always a dodgy fella. That will get more engagement because people want to see why. It's a very interesting thing. So that's what the world is like right now. So when one person don't agree with something a lot of people would think that's cool because they want to see that it's a two-way, it's a two-way system. It, we're, we're divided already in in the world we live in right now. Even when you look at the when you look at everything that's happening, even with the lockdown, with the COVID, anti anti COVID and COVID people are yeah, with with you know everything is just divided, you know that kind of way. So if you do content right now on social media, you're gonna be loved. And you're gonna not be loved. And the put that you when you're not loved, it's not just one person. There'll be like a group of people. It's about you not taking all these things personal. You know, like Did you ever think about not doing it anymore? Well, yeah. Did you ever get so much abuse where you just said, This isn't worth it? Yep. And it was when I had my first son and I was really, really scared about even him getting abused. Even even him getting abused from it. And I had to stop I had to stop it for like a year and get a job in swords working in a call center. Uh, you came off in, you came off social media for a year. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I remember you working in the call yeah. center. I worked there. I worked in the call center there for a while, and just to just to just live a normal life. I was the hardest thing. That feeling you said about taking pictures of people—that's the same feeling I had that day as well. Because the call center was it was is an open call center where there's a lot of Irish people there working, and there's a desk that they might get a lot of people. So there's about thirty people there in a the room, different people, different places in Dublin walking there, and it's me literally walking in looking for a job, and people got their head up like, "Is that your man of the Facebook?" It's Fabu D. Is that Fab D? Oh my God! What pushed you to go and get the job though? Because what? I just thought about just wanna just do something for a while to keep the mind busy because my you, mind, it was my mind was working too much on me. You said a second ago that you were afraid your son would get abuse. Yeah. For being Fabudi's son. Yeah, just because, like, you know, like, I was getting so much abuse every day I go online and not only just from <clears throat> uh, people saying, go back to your country and all that, even from my own people saying, oh, you're, you're cringe to African people. You're just a letdown, you know, that kind of way. And it was getting to me like, wow, what what did they want? Did they want me to do? Like, you know what I mean? Did they just want, did they, do they just want me to do funny videos just for African people? Or, you know, I just, I got confused of what to do with my life. And I was like, you know what? Instead of me battling with my mind, I'm, I just dropped it and just to go and work. And that was, see, that that move was a weak move. You know, because in life, there's a lot of obstacles in life. And if you can't fight that obstacle, that's you not ready for what you're about to get. You know, so the fact that came to me and I said to myself, ah, oh, no, and I went to get a job for a year, that kind of like, you know, kind of like put things back for me in a way. This is just me telling you my life story here because 
I hope whoever listens to this can get a little bit of motivation of life. Because sometimes in your daily life, when you're doing something or you're doing your daily chores, something will come up that will make you want to give up on something you've built for so long. But why do you want to stop there after working so many years to get to that stage? And little opinion from outsiders is trying to dictate your own future. And when I understood that, that I'm not going to just accept that. I'm going to keep going. That's where the Black Party Genuine actually came up. Yeah, after that work. What, what, yeah, so what was the turning point where you said, right, I'm not going to let these people stop me anymore? So what happened was the lockdown happened and they had to let us up from the job and I'm at home. So now no job, no faculty, nothing now. So what do you want to do with your life? Man, every day I spent my time complaining to my wife, telling her about this and that, ideas and plan, fucking you know, arguing, you know, my son watching me, sometimes I give my wife, I'm like, nah, this is not what I want anymore. I need to actually do something with my life. You know, something that will make me happy that I genuinely love to do. And what do I love to do? Talk to people, live life, live the moment. And it was a very risky thing at the time because we are not allowed to travel out of your own county. Yeah. You know. I, I got a little bit confused by the timeline there at the start. So you were 14 when you came to Ireland. Yeah. And what age are you now? I'm 34. 34? Yeah. Okay, so you've been here 20 years. Yeah. I might have said 10 earlier. So do you feel, do you feel, do you feel 50% Nigerian and 50% Irish? So right now I feel literally 30% Nigeria, 70 Irish. Because my 14 years compared to 34, I've experienced more of Ireland than you have in Nigeria. I went to school in Ireland. I literally got a job in Ireland, I rented an apartment in Ireland, I got a girl in Ireland, I got kids in Ireland. Man, so uh, the only thing All I, your adulting has yeah. been in Ireland. So the only yeah. thing I experienced in my country is the food, the tradition and family. That's all I got in a way. What do you miss the most about Nigeria? Food, music, um, just vibe. I used to be that guy who used to like do backflips from uncompleted building into a sand oh, yeah man that's I'm like you know the vibe man my is there friends. a good Nigerian com- where do you you're living in Dublin at the moment yeah is there a good Nigerian community up there yeah huge Blanchestown it's like Africa it's, it's huge Blanchestown <laughs> <laughs> is like Africa Alan laughed and he laughs like oh shit is that racist or not okay <laughs> Welcome to my world, Alan. I'm 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 the king of controversy. It's okay. Oh my god! Feel free. So what? Explain to me then about that um, that area. Like what? What? So basically, what um, makes you feel at home in Blanchardstown? So that's where I grew up. I grew up in Blanchardstown. So uh, when I moved to Ireland, the first place I went to was Blanchardstown, and there was actually not a lot of people there actually when I got there. No, but I'm talking about the Nigerian community. What? What aspect? Like what? Oh, they what have African shops. Are. They have like you know, like if you're looking for African food stuff like that. You get it in, in. You get it there. Do you have events? Do you have like? How do you keep in touch with with other? Do you so do you have this thing called African Day? Just like you know, where people come together and have a good time. We have like shows around, like you know, like recently there's a guy from Nigeria that came to Ireland, sold out the Trerina Bruna Boy, sold out the whole place. I have no was, idea what you said there. Sorry. So you don't know Bruna Boy, Bruna Boy. He sold out the Tree Arena. Oh, the Tree Arena, and yeah. his name is Bruna Boy. Bruna Boy. Yeah. No, I never heard of him. Whoa, 
Burna Boy. You've never heard of Burna Boy. Okay, anyway. What is he, a comedian? He's no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, not, I'm sorry. I don't know, honestly. You know, he's a musician. He's a musician. He's a legend. Like one well, of the excuse, biggest musicians from Africa. Excuse my ignorance. No, no, it's okay. He's huge. Anyway, he's actually a very huge comedian. Uh, really nice guy. Um, So, uh, you saw that the trailer. Does he I, live now here? No. no. He lives in Nigeria. Oh, he, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He lived in Blanchestown. So, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the Nigerian community brought him over and he yeah. sold out the three arena. Yeah, the trailer, which is really huge. And, uh, and does he have an Irish following? Like to do, do do no no he probably does he probably does he has it's global like it's huge right know, yeah. I'll have to check him out sorry yeah, I've never no, heard no, of him trust me you should um yeah so have you uh, have you experienced any racism in real life on a one to one not on a keyboard Nah, I have you know I have not really but. Uh, I don't really know if I have. I can't even remember my. Oh yeah, I have. But I couldn't do anything about it. So this was in Balimon, and um, I finished the gig, and I was walking down t- t- to my car, and there was this couple of lads. This guy was like literally six foot five, tall guy. He has like a, a he has like a scorpion tattoo under his eyes, and he has a scar on the side of his face. Huge guy, kind of like you know, has a hoodie. Looked at me, goes, "Where are you going, you fucking nigga?" And I looked at him. And I saw the tattoo on his face and the scar on his face. And I was like, of course, I'm a fucking nigga. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> I went away. Oh, can I, I couldn't fight him or do anything about it. I just had to, like, you know, walk away from that kind of situation. But he, I think he was just there, like, maybe drinking or with his friend. And might have something with him, you know, that kind of way. But I just I just kind of like, you know, what can I do about it? If I, if I try to fight him, he'd probably kill me. And I'm not going to die for racism or not like that. You know what I mean? So I just got to. The only, what I do, what I do when I get attacked by racist any racist people I just ignore I just move away I just walk away for me I don't really take it personal because it's not true but does it happen often? no really no not really do you think is it because people recognize you and they admire Fabu D and that's maybe why so maybe that's why yeah but I do get it online though yeah yeah Online, I get online. You know, people are very like that. Yeah. But what What has been the the highest point of your life to date? So we we spoke about the lowest point. Yeah. What has been the high point? Today. Why today? First of all, I woke up and I'm alive and I like literally I'm living and I'm still living and I went down there and I made those kids happy that vibe I don't think you understand I actually I think I put a post on Facebook there I, mean, I don't know if the post went through no yeah you, you had to you had to see it too. like no it's just it's <laughs> a viral moment it's just beautiful to feel the, I, there was no music this was raw kids speaking to me I'm speaking back so you came out on stage and you went oggy 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 and they all went oi 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 do you understand and then you started going ole 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 and the, and the response of that back oh you've been to different venues where I've tried something like that you say yogi 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 a few back oh you say ole and they say ole and they don't finish it up but they were ready for me. They finished it up and they were like, go on again, ole. But the, uh, an aspect of you being the entertainer probably says that in every venue you go to. Like, you know, I feel like these country music singers, they come out and go, oh my God, I've never had an audience like this before. You guys are amazing. And like, are you, are you doing a little bit of that where you're like, oh Jesus, they were great. I've never had a great night like First that First of all, everywhere I've been is amazing. It's been deadly. And trust me, I've been literally meeting amazing people around Ireland. But tonight was phenomenal. It was something that I haven't seen 
the fact I even have to have a good crack with the kids was just amazing. If you, if anyone is listening to this, please go on my TikTok, the Black Party, and watch the recent video I just put up. It's just, it's it will define what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because and you know what's funny? If you look through the videos, well, I've done the same thing, but tonight, like, it was just like, do you just see the hype? Do you know what else? Um, there's a little bit like those kids were locked in for the last two years. Oh. And tonight was their first time in a nightclub. Wow, they've never been in a nightclub. So it wasn't before. it wasn't because of me. It was just a nightclub. No, I'm not saying that at oh, all. Oh god, I'm I was heartbroken for a second. I was no, like, oh, no, cool. no. Look at me here, all a, thinking because of me. it was a combination were, of they were, things. They were dying to party, <laughs> it was and they finally came out like, yeah, finally, yeah. Uh, my black man was just like a bonus. <laughs> no, it was a combination of things, right? So they're locked in for the last two years. They've missed two or three birthday parties. They can't go to their friends' birthday parties. They've missed uh, confirmations. They've missed communions. They've missed weddings. They've missed so much of their life. And then tonight, they're going to a nightclub for the first time. And some of them should have been at nightclubs two years ago. Ah, no way. So some of them are, are nearly ready to move on from teenage discos. No way. So tonight was their first time. So oh. they come in, they go to the nightclub. We made a big effort to make sure the nightclub was clean. It was respectable. It, we got a fresh paint job. We made sure the lights were working, the speakers were working. And then you're a big celebrity. You know, you're a big influence on yeah, them. Thanks, man. And the Huge. fact that they can see you and touch you in the flesh. Yeah, man is massive like they've only yeah. ever seen you on a small six inch screen <laughs> and the energy that you brought yeah, and even the dj that was there dave yeah, he man. when when we got back to the dj box yeah. he was laughing because in three minutes and one second you gave more than anyone could have given all night long in yeah. just those three minutes yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i that's what you i do for living completely minutes, like yeah. um what he said to me was <laughs> jesus he came a bit too soon there. <laughs> and that's the, that, that's the typical Irish response. No, it's, it's my, it was just the, man, you see, what I did there was just like, you see a kid, when they watch TikTok and they have this one minute dopamine happiness of what they just seen, the video just seen. Yeah. I give them three minutes of pure juicy dopamine of yeah. visual enjoyment, and then later on you give you, like there was half an hour. I'm not I'm not trying to belittle your performance. You, no, you were, but nobody can do what you did in the, in then three minutes. I I look. There's big. nobody in Ireland at the moment that can do what you did in those three minutes. Oh, thank you. That made me feel special now. And look, listen, I'm happy, and it's just what I really genuinely want to give and. I'm happy to hear that response to be honest with you because it's the it's the goal, it's the vision I had. How do you how do you do that? How do you walk onto that stage and have every single person's attention? Because I'm in this game a long time. I've had a lot of Fabu D's down here, a lot of DJs, a lot of MCs, a lot of hype men. And no one can command their attention the way you do. Yeah, thank you very much. No, you just, I don't know. Sometimes, Alan, when you compliment me, I just don't know how to reply. But the truth is, I just think genuinely what happened tonight was the fact that I'm a big celebrity. Maybe who you have here were not big. I'm, like, huge. So the fact they came in here and they saw me kind of give them that, like, okay, we've seen this guy on on, Insta- on TikTok. That's the guy. I know what's fun. They didn't even know I was the guy because I walked in. And they were not even like they were not even looking at me or coming up to me. It's until I went on stage and I took the mic and I go, "Are you guys having a good time tonight?" It's a black party. Like, oh, it's a black party. Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. So it's that's what got the attention because I could have been anyone and they would have been that way. 
they could have just been walking around not caring who that person is. But I have to call my name. My name is my defense. Hey, it's a black part in the house. Oh my God. Let me see. You know, so I think that's that was just my own strength. I find you absolutely fascinating. <laughs> I do like. I find you yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. And I admire you. Thanks, and man. I wish I had your balls. Ah, that was funny. I can give you one though. Uh, <laughs> I your balls. I'd say you've enough for a few people. Oh well, but, um, yeah, probably giving them around <laughs> before I met my wife. I don't think I have any more balls left. Yeah, I wish, I wish. Um, you know, I I met you on the street here, Liron, and you were going around in a circle, doing a video. And what I noticed about you was, at no stage did you look around to see who was watching you. Yeah, you, you like you were and yeah. you were in the middle of the footpath. Yeah. You spun around in a circle and you're shouting at your phone in the middle of the footpath. Yeah, and I'm sure somebody drove past. Went, Jesus. Yeah, is yeah. he is he okay? Yeah, or, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a thing. Is he a patient? <laughs> and then, like, you didn't care. Yeah, true, true. I would love to be at that level of. You know, they say, like, dance like nobody's watching. Very, you you perform. Yes. You perform you. Like, like nobody's watching. watching but yeah. everyone's watching. Yeah. yeah, true, true. So, like, first I'm going to say is, normally, you know, know me for a long time that I'm not normal, I'm weird. Um, you know. Because being normal is boring, to be honest with you. I'm just that kind of a person who's, I'm, I, I like to do things differently. And I own it. I bring, I make, I make being weird cool. You know? And I kind of like, I kind of own it. So what I'm trying to say is when you're doing something and you give it all your attention, people will always be watching no matter what. I did a video um, two months ago. No, sorry. Three days ago in Sligo, in Henry Street in Sligo. Very busy street. And I took the camera and I was like, learn about now, guys. I am in Sligo. What an amazing place. Very geographical. And people was walking while I am talking. Now, what makes this video interesting is the fact that I'm focusing on my audience that's watching this video, not people around me now, my audience. That's who I'm speaking to. Now, when I when people see the fact you're doing what you're doing, people's like, oh my God, is he going mad? Is he going crazy? That's what they're going, that's, that, that's their own mind, okay? But when you worry about that, that will come between what you're trying to do. You will now be like, ah, now that's when all the anxious next the anxiety comes in everything because now you're worrying about these people but in my head this is what i do i'm like you know what i will speak to this phone right now i will talk to my audience right now and i'll tell them what i am about to do in this place i am aware people are watching me right now maybe they don't know me or they know me but i'll finish this and i'm done i was like Roy, what's the story <laughs> have you got any questions for me before we finish up um so why are you single <laughs> For fuck you just asked sake. me to ask you a question I went straight from my mind just give on send why it. am I single holy yeah. shit <laughs> Jesus man cause you're like a you're like, it's like you're a good looking guy you have a nice car I mean you're young oh you think I should have a girlfriend cause I have a nice car I mean you're, you're outgoing in a way even though she I, wouldn't be much of a girlfriend if she's with me for my car you don't like to take pictures of people you're actually a very outgoing person personally so I mean like why how come I need to know that's my own question <sighs> why am I single <laughs> Jesus, that's a difficult question. I know it is. Trust me. I work too much. Mm, okay. I uh, don't know how to switch off. Oh. 
right. I know when to switch off that. I probably have a couple of complexes that I shouldn't have and that kind of keep me back, hold me back. All right. Okay. Okay. So is there any way you go? Is there any way you can actually do like is it, is, is, is it just because of that so you don't want to have a girl or you just decide okay because of all this I'm going through right now I'm just gonna deal with it and when 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 I deal with it then I'm gonna look for someone but there might be a girl out there who's gonna accept you for who you are. I feel like do you know what the the main problem I have at the minute right and I can get over all the other things right I have a complex blah 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 everyone has a complex of some parts of the body except you you bollocks <laughs> but um. <laughs> I feel at the moment I need to sort out my personal life before I bring somebody into it. So I have a day job. Good. And I, 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 I'm f- mm. like flat to the mat with this day job. And then Alan Clark as a brand has exploded in the last few months. Mm. And Alan Clark getting all these offers. But for me to do some of these offers, I, I'm going to have to quit my day job. Mm. And I'm at this crossroads at the moment where I probably don't have the balls to quit my day job. And just say, right, I'm just going to go at it. I'm just going to be an influencer or an Instagrammer. Or I'm just going to work on on the brand Alan Clark. And that is consuming my life at the moment. And it's holding me back. Like, I've gone on date naps. I've tried date naps to try and spark something within me to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to put myself out there and try and get a, a, a girlfriend. But then Monday comes along and I get back in the rat race again. And I'm like, I, 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 I can't, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to, I just need a little bit of courage to either quit my job or stop focusing on Alan Clark and building Alan Clark and I don't know what to do. Why don't you actually, because you sound, man, you're, you're one of the, you're actually very genuine, you're very real. And that's the first step. See, what you're doing right now is a lot of confidence. Not everybody can say what you're saying right now. Man, that's great. Like, man, what a huge respect. Like, I'm watching you speak and I'm like, fuck, this dude is so, like, he knows he knows what it is. So now the only problem is the solution because you're aware of everything now. You know what's, you know what's there. Like, even, like, sometimes about me, I'm not that much of a self-awareness person to say what you're saying. See, I had to listen to you too. Like, oh yeah, I kind of do that too. Oh, I have gray hairs. Like, see, I have to listen to you to know that, you know, but on a natural base, I'm just moving on. You know what I mean? Um, which is, is an optimistic way of looking at life as well by not giving a first, kind of like going for it. Yeah. With your own, whereby you know about it, you can be a superhuman because man, it would take a lot of discipline, a lot of belief, a lot of confidence to change for no, but it won't be easy, and I won't tell you it's going to be easy. Like you said, you need a lot, you need a lot of courage, and it's it's going to be an easy it's going to be an easy step. So first of all, you're thinking about you know what, quitting my job and taking this Alan Clark passion and going ahead going ahead with it without being afraid, looking at my uh, complex and fighting that and just doing that without being too busy. Now, when listening to you, I think from listening to you, the main thing in your life is your day job. I won't lie to you because without that, Alan Clark is still struggling in a way. Not in a bad way, but you know what I mean. So your day job is something you need to actually fight on on how to like, you know what, how can I get rid of this? And man, I won't lie to you, it's that day you find 
Alan Clark being very successful. I'll tell you why. Because of the fear. Hang on till I ring my boss and tell him I'm, I've quit. No, don't do it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Hello? Uh, yeah, uh, I quit my job. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, man, don't do that. If, you're, if, you're, if your boss loves you, if he care about you, he will, he will, he will understand. He would definitely understand because he's making money. He's paying you to forget about Alan Clark. Fuck your boss. Anyway, all I'm just saying is yeah. just being real. I just took it to you as a, as a soul that I, I care about and I want the best for you. There's a lot of day. security in a day job. That's true. And but then, there's a lot of freedom in Alan Clark. Yeah. So you, you choose. Do you want security or you want freedom? So which one do you want? But for me, I just feel like a lot of people in life are afraid to take a certain leap and they just have excuse to just stay where they are. Until you know and you say to yourself, you know what, fuck this, I am going to do this regardless of whatever happens. Yeah. That's the day you know you're sick of it. <laughs> you're going to keep... So your advice is quit the day job? Not really now. No, no, not just... I, I mean, from listening to you, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's the advice, you know? That's, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Alan, I will tell you the truth, right? My life didn't just change like that. It took a lot of fights, it took a lot of tears, it took a lot of heartbreaks, a lot of depression, anxiety to get to where I am today. So I am at that stage of my life whereby I'm just here to help, work hard. Do you have an agent? I do have an agent, yeah. I have an agent to work for. Like I said to you, the agent worked for me. I own the agent company. So it's it's I'm building my own brand at the moment. Um, I've worked for people in my years of in this in this entertainment industry mm. so i feel like you know what it's just time for me to actually do it my own way and learn in my own way and see how it goes is the is that confidence i'm taking right now is a fear i had a long time ago but i'm doing it now i have no other job i'm not getting paid from the social welfare this is full time bro this is literally you're me. not getting paid from the social welfare not at all nothing at all i'm paying my tax in this country i'm literally doing everything properly bro this is the real deal so no looking back this is me that's really impressive yeah thank you this is me just taking black party to another level you know so it's just look i'm facing and i i i really happy that i'm surrounded by good people and i am in a good country whereby they're letting me be who i am which is amazing but there's probably weeks where you don't make any money obviously it's not like a constant income thing yeah it's not like a constant like a, out of four weeks of the month like Probably two of them you don't make money. Yeah, you just stay at home. Have you any other questions? Um, no, really. It's just I'm hungry. Are you hungry? All right, let's get you something. Time for some chicken. <laughs> what a great! You said this is going to be thirty minutes. How many? How long have we been chatting for? One hour thirty. No way. Yeah, but we the fact that you don't know that is really good. No way. Yeah. Have I'm, you enjoyed it? I so you, far, I, I we actually had the best chat right now. Well, we're, you've done an awful lot of podcasts. I haven't done that many. How have you found this one compared to other? This was proper podcasts? chatty conversation, and I actually enjoyed it. It was proper, like you know, we're sitting at home and having a proper chat, no camera, and nothing. This was real. I think the fact that you have no camera makes this better as well because camera as well kind of disturbs me as well because I'm like, oh, there's a camera there. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that camera, I, you're I, performing on camera. Yeah, then as this well. is real right now. This is proper. Great. Thanks so much for giving me your time. No, I really appreciate time. it. No and uh, you know, I appreciate you as a person. Yeah, and I appreciate all the content that you, you've given, and all yourself that you've given. And you know, it's very difficult to do what you've done and put yourself out there like 
you know, this performing act. And I don't know if people appreciate that. People people look at it and they go, ha ha, that's funny, that made me laugh. But I don't know if people really appreciate the effort and work that goes into it and the good vibe and the endorphins that are released within us from you. People are too quick to just go, ha ha, that was funny, good luck. <laughs> but you've put thought into, you're in the shower, you're thinking, how am I going to make this work? Yeah. You're getting, you're getting dressed and you're like, okay, I can get this and I can get that and then like maybe go over here and then you're out there and then you do one take and you do two takes and then you edit it and you're thinking, maybe that's not funny, maybe I need to do it again. And like it could take eight or ten hours for a 30 second video. Yeah, you're very right. That can actually generally happen. Yeah. Yeah, that can And I then do. sometimes you can spend 30 seconds on a 30 second video. Yeah. And it would do just as good. I, I know. Yeah. Or somebody spends so much on a video and it doesn't do good. Yeah. Because you'd be like, oh my God, I spent so many hours on this video and just get three likes. No, and the video you don't even care about get like viral. I'm like, well, how does that even work? But it's. No, I honestly appreciate you, um, David. And you've always been, apart from that one time you didn't show up. Ah. <laughs> You've always been very... See, see what, that's very one thing about the Irish. They love you so me. much, but when you mess up, they will never forget. Well, I've forgiven you. Yeah, well, you keep bringing up. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had you back. I've had you oh, back. Oh, God. All right, listen, thanks a million. Let's go and get you some chicken. Yeah, chicken time. What's yeah. your handles if people want to follow you? Um, Fabudi on every social and on TikTok, the Black Paddy, because Fabudi's taken. So, yeah. All right, peace out. Peace in. What's the name of that guy I need to go and check out from Nigeria? Brona Boy. Brona Boy. Bo- oh, sorry, Brona Boy. B-U-R-N-A. Brona Boy. Brona Boy. Yeah. Brona Boy. Give us your best Irish accent before we go. Oh, they must have started with you. Do you want to buy a caravan now? <laughs> one joke. One joke before you go. One joke. This is the best podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. Boom, 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 boom. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Big News Coming Soon podcast is proudly sponsored by BRB Homes. BRB Homes is Ireland's number one award-winning manufacturer of factory-built homes. We take your home from start to finish. Our homes are A-rated and meet planning regulations. We build to your requirements and your budget. The cost includes your home being turnkey and our chartered engineer's fees. Please get in touch reviewing of our show homes a brochure or for more information let BRB Homes take the stress out of your build check out brbhomes.ie